live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live from America. That's right, today is Thursday, April 8th, year of our Lord, 2021. And boy, we're making it through this week, aren't we? <clears throat> We've had a great week. We'd have a great week. We, we have had a great week of shows. We've had a great week of blessings. We've had a great week of truth. And we've had a great week of um, basically things going our way in the media. Now, if you watch the mainstream media... You would never know that. But if you watch Live from America, you will definitely know that. So, if any of your friends, any of your family, any of your uh, uh, your congregation in your church uh, needs a pick-me-up, they need to have real facts, they need to have a little bit of positivity mixed with uh, the gospel, then send them here. Send them right over here to Live from America, and the best way to do it is to give them the name of the website, which is jeremyharrell.com. Com, okay, and as we move to uh, digital TV, we're actually going to build another website for Live from America called LFA TV, and um, that's going to be a completely different website that's be- that's geared completely around the, the the live show and not the music and and everything else. That just the live show uh, and 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 all the hosts that come on the show in the future because we have um, a lot of plans. All of us have a lot of plans. Right here on Live from America. So thank you very much for joining in today on this wonderful Thursday. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. And I want to welcome you as I broadcast from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire, my beloved home, which is probably the closest thing to heaven. I'm sure some of your states are really, really good too. Um, and maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll replace New Hampshire someday with another state. But right now, this is where I reside And this is where I love. And I got some great news to come out of New Hampshire uh, today. But for right now, I wanted to give some live shout-outs to those who are watching live on YouTube, on the website. And I also want to let you know that if you see the scrolling text at the bottom of the screen, right here below me, uh, there's there's stuff about what we're talking about today in the news. But there's also ways that you can follow me on other social media platforms. Okay, so not only on YouTube, but you can find me on uh, definitely my website, jeremyharrell.com, Rumble. I put every day, every day I do a show, twice a day, I put those videos on Rumble uh, after the show is live. Uh, Telegram, Instagram, Parler, Freedom, and TikTok. And soon, you'll be able to watch the show on Vimeo, Streamlabs, Frank, CloutHub, and of course, Roku and Fire Stick. So we're about, it's all about distribution. If it's one thing that I did learn in the music business, distribution, distribution, distribution. It's kind of like how uh, in real estate, it's location, location, location. In music or in, in, in TV, it's distribution. So I'm going to make sure with your help and with your um, uh, monthly uh, donations that we grow bigger and bigger and bigger to, to the point where we can never be stopped. That's the plan. All right, some live shout-outs. Rosario Rosaria Barbera finally caught up on all the shows watching live today. Thank you very much. 
uh, for everything, for your support, for your messages on Instagram, everything. Randy Tinch is watching. E. Sack from Michigan. Uh, Gina McQuillan from Iowa. Aaron Johnson is watching. uh, Denise Martinez says, give us some good news. I got a lot of good news to give you today because the whole show is built around the, the, the phrase rebirth of America, which is also a title of one of my songs. Uh, Misty Babcock watching from Colorado. Uh, Adam Reeves is watching. Renee Cook says my favorite show. Well, thank you. You're my favorite person. How about that? Joni Wyatt watching from Claremont, New Hampshire, right here in my beautiful hometown. Um, Let's see, we've got Judy Campo says, shout out here, please. There you go, Judy. Great to see you. God bless you, and thank you for joining in today. Chantel Chantel from V, must be Vermont. Uh, Deborah uh, Wilden from Ohio. Mandy Bell is watching from Pennsylvania, which I will be in Pennsylvania on April 24th on the steps of the Capitol. Uh, Kenneth Rushing is watching from Indiana. And uh, we got some good news to give you out of Indiana, too. Your attorney general... He's on fire right now. Natasha Garrison says, looking sharp, Jeremy. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And one more, Lisa Stout from the wonderful state of Tennessee. I would also like to give some special shout-outs here. Uh, The first one to Nita, and I hope I say this last name right, Nita Theriot. She has given me um, some homemade stuff here. Let me get it here. Here we go. She's given me dog treats and hold on i want to see what she's she wrote down a, a homemade homemade blueberry preserves and some dog treats she's enclosed for me so i want to thank her for doing that and that's this is the greatest thing about this guys is i get to see so many different gifts from so many different people showing me the gifts that you have you know that's that's what i titled this morning's verse was all about gifts gifts that were given from god and how we bless others with those gifts and all the stuff that comes in here, so much stuff it is made from you guys, painted from you guys, handcrafted from you guys. Those are the blessings that you give to other people that God gave you, and God should trust you with those gifts. Um, so thank you very much. I'd also like to thank Lisa Cummings because she sent me a couple great things here. And the number one, my favorite thing, she sent me this magazine, with uh, Rush Limbaugh magazine. With him on the front of it with a great picture of him. And on the back, Rush Limbaugh and President Trump golfing together. And this is a tribute to a legend edition. And um, Donald Trump, the quote on the back is, he loved the country. He loved his wife and he and his family. And he loved his fans. Donald Trump, 45th President of the United States. She also sent me a whole bunch of which I'm going to utilize so much. Especially wearing these sport coats. Uh, all of these different pins, amazing pins, uh, Jesus pins, cross pins, uh, pins for Christ, um, and I just can't wait to wear every single one of them, so thank you so, so very much. Guys, let's get right into it today. We're going to give our honor, our love, and our attention to the Lord by reading the verse of the day today, which if you follow my newsletter, if you've signed up for my newsletter, you get every single morning. So make sure you sign up for the newsletter if you haven't yet, and it's on the first page of my website. Scroll all the way to the bottom and sign up for the newsletter. verse of the day is from 1 Peter, and we read from Peter yesterday too, but there's a lot of great messages in there. And I got this from you version today, uh, 1 Peter 4.10. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. 
And what I wrote to follow that was, what a great verse. Especially as Christians. We are to love and serve one another. It's our job to set that example. Many of us fall short, but it's okay. We're going to fall short. We will from time to time. We're only human. But it's what is in your heart that counts. And if and I wrote, every one of us are equipped with some kind of a gift. Every one of us. A gift that is meant to be shared with others in order to strengthen their faith in God. Especially when we use those gifts to publicly let people know that it's from God, not us. All glory goes to God. God thought long and hard when he was making you, and he thought long and hard when he was making me, about what gifts from his infinite amounts that he, w- that he has in heaven that he would give to you. However, there is a condition attached to that gift. You must use it wisely. You must use it wisely. Think about your gifts for a minute. Every one of you, stop for a minute. Think about what you're good at. I'm not reading this here. Now, this is me speaking to you. Think about what you're good at. Think about what gifts you have that somebody else doesn't have. Something that you can do better or something that you can only do that nobody else can do. Think about that for a minute as I read the rest of this. And apply whatever it is that you're thinking about in your head right now to what I'm about to tell you. Okay? Think about how good you are at them. Now think about how you have used them to help or bless others. We have to manage them well and be good stewards. If you can show God that you can use his gifts to you wisely, then blessings will flow through you. God wants to give you more, but he won't if you can't show him that what he's already given you is being put to good use. So today, Think about how you can make someone else happy with your gifts. Apply it and then continue to do it day after day. I found what my gift was in 2017, shortly after I started my journey with Jesus. And every day I'm using it more and more to help others or bring them to God. And it's the best feeling in the world. Amen. So I hope that helps you guys think about the gifts that God has given you. I hope it um, I hope it helps you uh, utilize some gifts that you've been given that maybe you haven't used in a long time. Like that painting of President Trump hugging that flag that was sent to me the other day. She told me that she used to love drawing and love painting. And she finally, after about 50 years, picked it back up again and started doing it. And look at the result. Look at that blessing that she gave me. It's, it's, it's tremendous. Amen? All right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to the Lord's Prayer, let's give Him that honor, and then let's get right to the show for the first and foremost section today, here on Live from America. If you can say it out loud and say it from your lips to His ears, if not, say it internally for the Spirit to hear it. With a smile on your face, I might add. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And I would like to say 
to that one person who's already watching the video decided to put a thumbs down on any of the great things that I just spoke about concerning God. Um, Nobody cares. <laughs> There's always that one person, right? Every single time. All right, folks. Um, if you... Uh... <laughs> If you're new to the show, welcome, and I always ask in the beginning of every show, if you have forgotten, please jump out of the chat, reach down, click that thumbs up button, please like the video, and if you can find a few more seconds out of your time to copy the link and share it, whether it be through uh, email, whether it be through text message or over on social media, please get one or two or three or five or ten or whatever it is, people, to watch the video right along with us, and we can uh, we can share the wealth right? All right. Welcome to the 92nd day of military occupation on our nation's soil, in our nation's capital, which we pay for and provide for everybody, including the people that are um, receiving a paycheck to block it all off from us. And welcome to the 385th day of 15 days to slow the spread. And I will say a lot of people are starting to give up on that narrative. And when I say people, I mean Democrats, even Disney, has now said that they are going to allow people in there without masks as long as they're outside. The narrative is falling. That carrot that they've been waving in front of our face, which is our freedom, is closing in, and um, they're starting to fail. Okay? They're starting to fail. All right. First and foremost section of today. Again, the theme of today's show is going to be the rebirth of America. And while I do have a couple bad news um, pieces to give you, the, the majority of this show is all about what is happening, what has been happening, and how we're getting involved, and the things that we're changing, which is going to let us experience the true rebirth of America over the next couple years, all right? But first things first, I want to set, I want to highlight how weak, how incredibly weak resident corn pop is in our White House, and how much of an embarrassment it is to all of us, patriotic, strong-willed, God-loving, God-fearing people from sea to shining sea of this amazing country. Resident Biden is definitely the weakest president since Jimmy Carter. Since Jimmy Carter. I was going to say since Barack Obama, but even Barack Obama, even his charisma and his agenda, which was a bad agenda, made him seem stronger. Even bowing to everybody all over the world, going on that apology tour, still made him seem stronger than weak, feeble, feckled, I can't speak, muzzle me a little bit more, trip up the stairs, creepy sleepy, sniff your child, corn pop cockroach Joe Biden. This guy is the weakest president since Jimmy Carter. He is now caving to foreign leaders like, like nothing before. China and Iran, possibly the two biggest adversaries that we have, and he has caved to both of them all within a week. Now, first, the State Department and, 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 the, and the Biden residency said that they planned on, um, or they, had, they were in talks to boycott this, the Olympics of 2022. Only rightfully so, since you're boycotting one of your own states for, for literally just making the election better. From making the election better. So you would think, yeah, we got to boycott China for exactly what they did, releasing the CCPV on the world, destroying economies, destroying lives, destroying businesses, wrecking the world. Meanwhile, they get bigger and bigger and bigger. 
So the State Department puts out a um, the other day when I had all that good news. That was one of the that was one of the topics that was a good news. Well, I put my foot in my mouth because as soon as I told you that the State Department was talking about possibly uniting with other um, countries to boycott the Olympics of Beijing in 2022, uh, China came out. The CCP came out and they said if you boycott the Winter Olympics, talking to us, if the United States boycotts the Winter Olympics of Beijing in 2022, there will be serious consequences. So what does their lapdog Beijing Biden do? He instructs the State Department to retract that statement and bow down and cave to Xi Jinping and the CCP. China Biden Joe Biden, creepy Uncle Joe, who would sniff every child under five if you put him in front of him, and he wouldn't even be able to help himself. Wouldn't even be able to help himself. He caves that quick. As soon as China says, if you boycott us, there will be serious consequences, boom, there he goes, caves. Want to know where else he caved? In the same week, Iran. So China Joe reached out to Iran and said that they would be willing to lift the sanctions that Donald Trump had put on them if if Iran was to get rid of all of its nuclear program. Iran said, yeah, right. Declined that request, declined that offer, said, you're not in a position of power, which is the same thing that China said to, to, China, to Beijing Biden's uh, staff in Alaska the week before that. Said, you're not in a position of power. We're the ones making the nukes. Keep your sanctions. We're all set. The only deal we're making is if we go back to the Iran nuclear deal that your boss, the one that's still in charge, with his hand up your butt like a puppet working your mouth, Obama, we want to go back to his deal. So what does the Biden administration do? The Biden administration holds talks and they are now at least open to going back to the Iran nuclear deal that was in place when Barack Hussein Obama was China Joe's boss and they were both making money illegally and spending money illegally. That all happened in the course of a week. So when the, when the people you work with who are liberals or any kind of um, neighbors that you have that might be liberals are sitting out there touting how, how great Biden is, why don't you show them exactly how weak he is by, sh- by saying that stuff right there? Because what you're going to make them do is you're going to make them Without even them don't knowing it, they're going to be China sympathize, CCP sympathizers and Iranian sympathizers without even knowing it. So, I need to take a slurp of my coffee before we move on to the next section. Think about that. I might, I might make a shirt. You know what? Every time we do, uh, every time we, we have a show, we come up with a different idea. I might make a shirt of Obama sitting down with his hand clearly up the backside of a tiny little Joe Biden working his little uh, masked mouth like a puppet. Maybe we'll do that. <laughs> oh, man. So that leads me, ladies and gentlemen, right into the first, the very first dumb, dumb award of the day today. And it's going to go to one of Biden's cabinet members. So into the swamp donkey bucket it goes. This dumb, dumb award is going to go to Biden's commerce secretary, Gina Raimondo. Gina Raimondo is, this is how, this is how, oh man, this is how dumb some of these people are. They contradict themselves in the same paragraph, in the same sentence sometimes. Because Biden's Commerce Secretary, Gina Raimondo, comes out and says this, quote, There is not one shred of evidence that President Trump's 
tax cuts, increased growth, and productivity. Let me read that again. The quote says, There is not one shred of evidence that President Trump's tax cuts increased growth and productivity. We'll get back to that in a minute. We'll circle back Saki to that in just one second. Because right after she said that, she said this. <laughs> but Trump's steel and aluminum tariffs saved American jobs. Hello, McFly. You can't say one of those things and then immediately say the other. You can't say that. You can't say that President Trump's tax cuts didn't show any kind of evidence of productivity or any kind of growth and then immediately say, but President Trump's uh, tariffs on steel and stuff, uh, um, on steel and aluminum, uh, saved American jobs. Well, okay, hold on. If you're saving American jobs, that means more Americans are working. So that means you are increasing growth and productivity because more people are making a paycheck and more people are, t are paying taxes. Duh. That is just like literally duh. For all you children who are watching out there, sometimes I do have to apologize to you because I know your parents probably tell you to not call people names and stuff like that. But you know what? It gets to a point in this earth where you do got to stand up and call somebody exactly what they are when, it's, when it ruins your life and it ruins your future. And that deserved a dumb dumb award of the day. Because how dumb can you be to say one of those things, to say that there's no growth in productivity, but in the same thing, just say, but it saved American jobs. Meanwhile, let's circle back Saki to the first, to the first thing that she said. There's not one shred of evidence that Trump's tax cuts increased growth and productivity. Okay. How many records were set in the stock market when President Trump was president? More in his four-year tenure than any other president of any time, even with double that time, okay? Took the unemployment uh, rate from, I, where was it when Obama was in office? Like 9% all the way down to hovering around 3%. He lifted more um, minorities, and if you're talking about minorities as in skin color, more black, more Asian, and more Hispanic uh, people had more money, increased their wealth, and had the lowest unemployment in those three separate categories that you like to divide and label us as. But since you want to divide and label us, let's talk about the truth. Every one of those groups of people did better under President Trump than any other time in history. Oh, let's also throw in women. Women unemployment was at its lowest it's ever been. And women CEOs, there was a higher number of women CEOs and millionaires than there ever was at any other time in history. Jobs actually came back to the United States and the CEOs made sure that they told you the reason they were coming back was because of President Trump's tax cuts. Other jobs, other CEOs, like Ford, decided not to leave the United States and stay here. But as soon as Beijing Biden came in, in January, Ford announces, oh, we're moving one of our plants to Mexico. I can sit here all day long, every single day, every hour of every day, and tell you what President Trump did for this economy that was better than any other president. And you got this... this um, uh, Commerce Secretary coming out and talking this way out of her this side of her mouth, but then switching to this side of her mouth and saying something completely different, which really just contradicted herself and made her look stupid. It's not too hard to figure out, guys. That's why she gets the dumb dumb award of the day. All right. Speaking of dumb, the House of Representatives is set to vote 
the week of April 19th to on whether or not to make Washington, D.C. statehood. Dumb, dumb. You know what? I don't even. Yep, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I wasn't going to. I was going to save it, but I'm going to do it. Here we go. And that's a big swamp donkey bucket right there. The House of Representatives is going to vote the week of April 19th to make D.C. a statehood. Okay, first and foremost, the reason why the founding fathers didn't want uh, our nation's capital inside of a state is because it would give that state, it would, it would be an unfair advantage. Every other state, no matter big or small, would be at, at, would, it would be an unfair advantage for them states to compete in any way, shape, or form with the state that held our nation's capital. That was the reason. That was the reason that our founding fathers did not want an, our nation's capital inside of a state. They did not want to have that unfair advantage for anybody. They wanted everybody to be equal, and then every, that's why it's called the District of Columbia. Dum-dums, read a book. So for you to even try to make this uh, part of a state just to, to further Democrats' uh, representatives in the House and representatives in the Senate and, and, and more votes and this, that, and the other is preposterous. It's ridiculous. It's stupid and it goes against everything the founding fathers wanted. And you want to know something? that Yes, you're right. There's a lot of things that have changed over time. When you're talking about the Second Amendment, even though rights shall not be infringed, I can understand at least the argument, even though it's wrong and I don't agree with it, I can understand the argument of they didn't have machine guns back when they made these laws. I can at least understand that argument. But this argument... Nothing's changed. It's still the nation's capital. It's still where the president resides. It's where the House of Representatives resides. It's where the Senate resides. It's where the Department of Justice and the FBI resides. Nothing has changed since then. Nothing. So those, for that simple reason right there, because of the fact that it gives every other state an unfair advantage, you cannot do it. Now, here's the good part about that. In order to make D.C. a statehood, you don't just need a majority. Now, in the House, all you need is a majority. But when you go to the Senate, you're going to need 60 votes. And I am pleased to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, because of your determination, because of your efforts to, to have a rebirth of America where people are involved, people who want to get involved, people are making a difference by letting their voices be heard, something we have not done in the past five, six, seven decades. America has given up its voice to the federal government because Americans didn't want to be bothered. Now, they've been socially engineered by the federal government in order to be that way so they would give up all their rights unknowingly, which is what's happened decade after decade after decade. But because of this show, because of shows like Steve Bannon's The War Room, and because of David Harris Jr.'s show, and so many others who were out there fighting, and then so many of the people, the boots on the ground, like you guys, who are sharing, liking, contributing, um, listening to the message, and going out and applying that kind of stuff in your local municipalities, in your states, because of that stuff, we have people like Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin, who have finally, oh, I was waiting for this to happen, both of them came out in the last two days and said even stronger. I thought they would be beat, you know, I thought they would have gotten beaten down over the last few months by their own party. Enough to say, you know what, well, there is room for a filibuster change. Not anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema came out and really kicked uh, Chuck Schumer in the gut. 
hit him right in the knees, ladies and gentlemen. And they said even stronger, even stronger of a statement. There is no possible way that we are budging one inch on getting rid of the filibuster. If we want to make change, then we need to change the behavior of the politicians that are in Congress, specifically in the Senate. And we need to start working on a more bipartisan um, uh, with a more bipartisan effort. And we need to really do that in order to unify this country again. And can you imagine how quickly, regardless if we had fake news or not, can you imagine how quickly our country would become united again if the leaders, our quote leaders, would show a little bit of leadership in this aspect? In a situation like this where they all come together and say, you know what, you're right, Kirsten Cinema. You know what, you know what, you're right, Joe Manchin, we should do that. And they started doing that on more things. Do you know how much we would respect them? Their ratings would go through the roof. I mean, their, their uh, approval ratings would go through the roof. And we would all start falling in line, as people do. But they won't do that because there's too many opposite, polar opposites. But I, I got to tell you, keep calling Joe Manchin. Keep calling Kirsten Cinema. All you have to do, I've given you the number a lot right here on Live from America. But all you have to do is Google either one of their names and known numbers and it'll pop right up. It's it's public knowledge right to their offices, both their offices in in uh, West Virginia and Arizona and their offices in Washington, D.C. Keep calling them. Keep showing them your support. Keep letting them know who you are. I am a Trump supporter. You and I do not agree on a lot of things, but on this, you are standing up and I applaud you. Every one of those is going to cancel out five Democrat calls or five Democrat emails where they are bashing them and calling them names. And the more of you who call, the more of you who give them that encouragement, the better chance that we have of them saying, you know what, I am done with this Democrat party. They are socialists. They are communists. They are definitely fascists. And I want out. And where do they run to? They run to the Republican Party. And that's where they probably belong anyway, even having a stance like this and standing up for their countrymen and women. So shout out to them and shout out to all of you for getting involved to make this happen. We will not give an inch and you will not take away this filibuster and you will not make D.C. a statehood or federalize the elections. Amen. Somebody says, did you did you call AOC? Oh, did AOC call you back? No, no. What's she going to do? What's she going to do? She couldn't even have hold a five-word conversation with me before she melted like the like the wicked witch of the West when Dorothy threw water on her. You know what I mean? That would be like a that would be like a verbal murder right there <laughs> if we had a conversation. Um, speaking of AOC, yesterday I reported to you that Marjorie Taylor Greene, excuse me, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene raised three point two million dollars. That was six times. Six times the amount that AOC raised, and it was more than any other Republican in Congress. So big shout out to Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. And do you want to know why that happened? Because of all of you. The same reason this show exists, the same reason I was able to leave my career in IT and 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 make this my new career it's because of you guys it's because of small numerous amounts of donations coming in and 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 you want to know why it's because you people want somebody out there fighting on a level like a Marjorie Taylor Greene a president Donald J Trump a congressman Matt Gates and you guys deserve all the credit in the world and then ultimately all glory goes to god you know what i mean though 3.2 million six times more 
than AOC herself. <laughs> so would you keep keep calling Kirsten Cinema, keep calling Joe Manchin, and let's really experience a rebirth of America. Here's some more good news, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew Giuliani. Do you know that name? I don't know if you know that name. Andrew Giuliani is Mayor Rudy Giuliani's son. And he's actually the former aide to President Donald Trump for his first term and campaign. He actually worked in a, in a very respectable position with President Donald J. Trump, watching President Donald J. Trump while having uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani as his father. Well, he has announced, not 100% yet, but he has announced that there's a very good possibility that he's putting together a campaign, which you know that means he is, to run against, uh, run for governor of New York. And that would be huge. Why? Because New Yorkers, New Yorkers, they love Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani is a rock star. Much like Donald Trump is to the United States, Rudy Giuliani is a rock star to the city and the state of New York. People in New York love him because he was strong. He was strong against terrorism. He was sympathetic. He was empathetic. He he was strong on crime, cleaned everything up. Did he do everything perfect? No. We all, none of us do. None of us do. But the fact that this young, good-looking, strong, strapping, well-thought, well-versed, intelligent young man with the star power of the Giuliani name and an endorsement by President Trump running for the governor of New York, get out of here. Uh, as they say in oh, uh, New York, as they say in New York, forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> so we're going to keep an eye on Andrew and Giuliani. I want to make sure that uh, uh, we do everything we can to help him. Uh, we definitely know that we need to replace uh, Pepe Le Pew up there and in, 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 in Andrew Cuomo. We need to get rid of him, but he, but his party might get rid of him as it is. And when his party gets rid of him, they're going to put somebody um, forward who's strong. So we need to put somebody forward who's strong. And I think a good name like that, somebody who's already got a track record with working with President Trump and an endorsement by President Trump, young, energetic, and ready to roll, I think he's got a good chance of winning. So let's keep an eye, let's keep an eye on that, and um, we'll see how we can help. Now I want to give you some more good news real quick, guys. Let me bring it up here. Remember I told you guys about New Hampshire, right? I told you that the state of New Hampshire was like bipartisan. Like it was like a massive 20, 19 to 1 or 20 to 0 vote um, out of this one county, Wyndham County, to, um, or from Wyndham, I mean, to, to audit the Dominion software, the Dominion machines, because they did a hand recount and they found out that Dominion was way off. Well, that passed the first. Uh, round of voting. Then it went to the election uh, committee in in the state of New Hampshire, and it passed overwhelmingly again. And then it went to the House, and it's SB 43, and it passed 20 to 0 in the House. 20 to 0 to do the forensic audit. Super bipartisan. And now it goes to the Senate in New Hampshire today. But I want to bring this up so you guys can see it. We can read it together. And here we go. Update. New Hampshire House passes SB 43 to mandate an audit of Wyndham's disturbing 2020 election results. It says, New Hampshire activist and Granite Grot contributor Ken Earing, who I know, by the way, um, sent out this action alert on Tuesday. New Hampshire lawmakers were scheduled to vote on the Wyndham Amendment SB 43. 
Okay. Senate Bill SB 43 mandates an audit of Wyndham's disturbing November 3rd, 2020 general election result that produced a massive discrepancy between the machine vote tally and the state rep race on election day and a hand count nine days later. The recount showed a difference of 1,363 votes for the state rep race being shifted with only 10,006 ballots that were cast. So think about that. Out of only 10,000 ballots and thir- over almost 1,400 of them were wrong. Almost 1,400 of them were wrong out of 10,000. Think about that. That's like, that's like 14%. 14%. Okay? But that's not even the worst of it. Let's keep, let's keep going here. Um, Senator Bob uh, Giuda, Bob Guida, I said Giuda, Guida, spearheaded a uh, Herculean effort to push SB 43 through the Senate with a 24, excuse me, 24 to 0 vote in February because the AG's office refused to perform an investigation into the disturbing results. Oh yeah, that was back in February, excuse me. So the one that just happened was 20 to 0. The bill was subsequently strengthened via a House amendment and passed by the House Election Committee 20 to 0. It will now be voted on by the full House tomorrow or Thursday. Okay, so I misspoke in the very beginning. It's, go, it's going to the full House. So it was, it was um, voted on by those two committees first, which was completely bipartisan. Um, the passage of SB 43 into law is critical to ensure election integrity is verified not only in Wyndham but across New Hampshire. And this is the kicker right here. Because the same machines are used to count 85% of all votes in New Hampshire. 85% of all votes in New Hampshire are used with these machines. And then on Thursday morning, we received word from the GOP, Dave Strang, that the bill passed through the New Hampshire House. Uh, Just a quick FYI email, SB 43, the New Hampshire bill that will compel the AG and the Secretary of State to investigate the Wyndham voting anomaly passed the House of Reps today by a virtue of being on the consent calendar. This is where bills that are expected to pass without opposition go. Because this bill was modified by the House Election Law Committee, where stronger language was inserted, it must be re-voted in the New Hampshire Senate. That could happen. Now, when it went first went through the Senate, it was 24 to 0. Remember that. That could happen as early as tomorrow. I expect it will pass the Senate without opposition. No one in the New Hampshire legislature has voted against this bill yet. And conceivably, it could be on the governor's desk as early as tomorrow evening. Feel free to do a follow-up to your article on the website today with this info included. Now, what's really important about this is that Sidney Powell is talking about it. Sidney Powell is saying that this right here, what happens here, is huge for the state of Arizona because it's really the same thing going on there. So if we find out that there, if we find out all of these discrepancies happened, we're going to go through the rest of the 85% of machines that are in this uh, state. And Arizona is going to do that with Maricopa County. And when they find the same thing that we found here, they're going to go to every other county in Arizona and on and on and on it goes and you're going to see it go happen state by state and we're going to get the full spectrum of the fraud that happened so we've already talked about state legislatures changing election laws and increasing election integrity by getting rid of mail-in ballots getting rid of mail-in uh, uh, drop boxes dump boxes uh 
making sure that they uh, really cut early voting and, they, and that they don't do any voting after a certain time, that's all good. But all of you have been asking me, what about the Dominion machines? What about the Dominion machines? If, as long as they have those, they'll always be able to do whatever they can do. This is the start of getting rid of Dominion right here. The more proof that we can show state by state that Dominion machines are non-reliable, the more opportunity and the more likely it is for all these states to get rid of them before 2022 and definitely by 2024. Yes, we know Arizona's having some challenges. That's because the left uh, is threatening to sue the companies doing the audit. That won't work, by the way. It won't work. So, ladies and gentlemen, what you're starting to see is people actually getting involved. The Senate, the, the state Senates, the state reps, I told you for months now, the power belongs in the state legislature. And that power is only given to them by you, the people who live in those states. So, if you get involved automatically, automatically you're making a difference. And we're about to experience a rebirth of America. Amen? Okay, we're going to give a... Uh, a Smarty Award, our first Smarty Award of the day, and I do got a new sound for the Smarty Award, so let's hear that. It's like victory, isn't it? We got a Smarty Award that's going to Governor Mark Gordon from the state of Wyoming, the same state that Liz Cheney is about to lose <laughs> bad, just like Lisa Murkowski. But the uh, governor of uh, Wyoming, Mark Gordon, signed into law a bill that requires voters to present photo identification in order to vote in an election. Amen. Another governor coming through, another state legislature coming through for us on the side of patriotism, law, order, and God. And this and now here's the funny thing about this. Why aren't we hearing all about this in the news? Why isn't the left condemning and boycotting Wyoming the way they are Georgia? Isn't that weird? Same reason that they moved the All-Star game to a state where there's hardly any minorities, lots of money, and that has voter ID laws. You thought, wow, that's ironic. Isn't that weird? Well, the, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the reason. The reason why you are not seeing Wyoming and Governor Mark Gordon and the people of Wyoming chastised the same way that you saw Georgia be chastised over the last week is because it's not a swing state. Because the, the, the Democrats have no chance on cheating there the way they do here. There's, you know what I mean? There, or, or any need to. So when you take a state like New York, there's, no, there's, no re, there's never going to be any of that because the Democrats either already own it or there's no way of the, from them ever winning it. Same way with California. You'd never see them chastised there because the gover the Democrats would never lose it, or they would, or, or um, they'd never have a chance of of uh, taking it from Republicans, right? In Georgia, Georgia's a swing state. Pennsylvania's a swing state. Michigan's a swing state. Wisconsin's a swing state. Arizona's a swing state. That's why all of that stuff happened there, and that's why you're not seeing the same kind of hate coming from the left on Wyoming and Governor Mark Gordon as you did on Georgia and Governor Kemp. It's not hard to figure out. You would think, based on what they did with Georgia, that Wyoming would be ground zero for all the hate and the racist remarks. Nope. Why? It's not in play. It's not in play for them. They don't care. It's not too hard to figure out. All right. 
moving on. I'm going to show you something really disturbing right now. And um, I want you to read along with me here. But I'm going to show you a method that comes off something called the Bitterman's Chart of Coercion. The Bitterman's Chart of Coercion is step-by-step on how they deal or how people have deal with prisoners of war if they want to reprogram them, break them down, rebuild them into their narrative. Kind of what the CCP is doing to people right now who happen to be Christians and they want them to renounce that Christian faith. They're brainwashing them and torturing them. Well, that's what they do to prisoners of war. But I started reading this chart, this Bitterman's chart, and I said, boy, that looks really familiar because it's all about engineering. It's all about a social engineering and it's all about uh, a, a restructuring and it's all about building something into building somebody or some or, or a place or society into what you want them to be. It's and I started reading this and I go, wait a minute, that sounds super familiar. That sounds major familiar. So I'm going to bring this up for you guys, and we'll read it together. So as you can see, it says here a tool designed to demonstrate and explain the coercive methods of stress manipulation. Used to torture prisoners of war, it has been applied to explain the coercive techniques used by perpetrators of domestic abuse. This list directly reflects the original chart. It has been changed to fit the domestic abuse context. But let's read this. First step, method, isolation. What did they do to us with the CCPV? What did they do to us and our families? What did they do to our elderly in New York and in Michigan and, and, and in Pennsylvania? What did they do first? Isolation. Effect and purpose deprives victim of all social support of their ability to resist, develops an intense concern with self. This could be a home environment, makes victim dependent. Variance, complete solitary confinement, complete or partial isolation, group isolation. Second step, monopolization and perception. Effects and purpose, fixes attention upon immediate uh, predicament. Eliminates information not in compliance with demands. Hmm, sounds like what they did on social media over the CCPV. Sound pretty familiar, doesn't it? Monopolization, the big tech companies. Hmm, sounds pretty, uh, sounds pretty uh, familiar, doesn't it? Perception, perception is reality. All of those fact checkers, lead stories and all of them. Sounds about right, doesn't it? Okay, let's keep, let's keep reading here. Um, eliminates information not compliance with demands and punishes independence and or resistance. Variance, physical isolation, darkness, or bright light restricted movement, and monotonous food. Okay? But hold on. We're good. There's more. I want to scroll here for you to see. All right, here we go. The next step, humiliation and degradation. Get in their face, Maxine Waters says. Get in their face everywhere you see them. Anybody that's not wearing a mask, shame them. Shame them right out of existence. Shame them in their neighborhoods. Call them grandma killers. Grandma killer. Rah, mask up. Rah, the numbers are rising. Hmm. Sound familiar? Makes resistance more costly than compliance. Makes resistance more costly than compliance. Wow. Animal level concerns. And then the variants of that. Personal hygiene prevented. Hmm. Remember when we couldn't get personal hygiene products in the stores? Hmm. Demeaning punishments, insults, and taunts. Denial of privacy. Wow. Denial of privacy. That sounds familiar. Let's move on. Exhaustion. 
Effective purpose. Weakens mental and physical ability to resist. What do you think that this last year has done to people? What do you think it's done? It's caused them to gain weight. They took away your gym memberships. They wouldn't let you go to the gym. They wouldn't let you work out. They wouldn't let you have a good state of mind and a good state of physical uh, fitness. Think about that, guys. It's exactly what they're doing right now and what they've done over the last year. Variance, semi-starvation, sleep deprivation, prolonged interrogation, and overexertion. Let's move on to the next one. Threats. Creates anxiety and despair. Outlines cost of non-compliance. How many threats have people gotten to if they don't wear their masks or if they don't get their vaccination? Hmm? How many people have been thrown off planes and embarrassed? Hmm? Sound familiar? Those are the threats. And it creates anxiety so that you'll comply. Variants, threats to kill, threats of abandonment, non-return, threats against family, vague threats, mysterious changes of treatment. Let's move on to the next step. Occasional indulgences. Positive motivation for compliance. Ooh, get the vaccine, you can go on a plane. Get the vaccine, you can watch an NBA game. Get the vaccine, you can travel with your family. You don't have to wear... Uh, get the vaccine, you don't have to... Um, you don't have to uh, quarantine when you come back from vacation. Hmm, positive motivation for compliance. Hinders adjustment to deprivation. Okay, we'll, we'll skip the variants. Let's move on to the next step. Demonstrating omnipotence suggests futility... Of resistance. Killing grandmas. You're going to destroy everything. There's going to be another fatal um, fatal uh, flow of coronavirus strands. Oh, another epidemic is coming. Oh, watch out. If you don't listen, we're all going to die. You're killing everyone. And then the very last one, ladies and gentlemen, is forcing trivial demands. Develops habit of compliance. Develops a habit of compliance. Meaning that once they can make you comply to something over a period of time treating you this way then the next time that they don't want the next time that they want you to do something all they have to do is snap their fingers and it says it right there you develop a habit of compliance is that not scary what i just showed you is that not scary it's called the bitterman's chart of coercion google it bitterman's chart of coercion when i read that and i read down through that i said oh my Atlanta. That is exactly what happened to us in one year time. 385 days of 15 days to slow the spread and look at the United States. Crazy, right? <laughs> Somebody named Corn Pop says, wait a second, that's describing my life in the basement. <laughs> I love the name and I love the state. I love the comment. Great job. But ladies and gentlemen, that right there, that's huge. And what I'll do is I will post this in my Telegram so you have it. So if you're not on Telegram, download Telegram and follow me at Live From America. I'll post this there. I'll post this on my Instagram and I'll also post it on Parlor. All right. Um, but since we're talking about this kind of stuff, since we're talking about uh, taking over and 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 brainwashing and uh, torturing, and we talked about China doing that to Christians yesterday. Let's continue to talk about China for a minute, because I'm going to tell you right right now, China is responsible with the help of the left for being able to do the things that they do. But something else that the left has helped China accomplish is this: weakening our economy, weakening everybody in the United States, weakening our businesses, and as a result, wait till you hear these statistics. 
Beijing has just replaced New York City as the home of the most billionaires. Beijing, China, has just replaced New York City, the Big Apple, as the home of the most billionaires. Oh, but wait, there's more. Hong Kong is third on the list. So you got Beijing, which is number one. New York, which is number two. Hong Kong, which is third on the list with 80 billionaires. Shenzhen, China, is fifth on the list with 68 billionaires. And Shanghai is sixth on the list with 64 billionaires. That means China's cities of Beijing, Hong Kong, Shenzhen, and Shanghai all hold in the top six of the top billionaires in the world. And that just happened over the course of the last few years. And you don't think that the left here helped create that? That's why they, that is why they own us. That is why they own our politicians. That is why Stretch Face Armstrong gets four facelifts a year, but has $12,000 ice cream. That is why Pencil Nick Sh- uh, uh, Adam Schiff continues to do what he's doing. That is why, um, what's his name, Eric Fartwell got to sleep with a Chinese spy and nothing happens because of it. That is why Woca-Cola, Delta, United, Southwest, and all these other ones are boycotting people, and they don't even know why they're doing it. But they're doing it because the CCP told them to do it. The more you know, right, folks? Um, We're going to give another Smarty Award, so I want to make sure that we have this up and ready to go. Another Smarty Award here on Live from America. And this Smarty Award is going to go to Representative Mark Fincham of Arizona. I got to, I got the pleasure of meeting Mark Fincham in Orlando. Great guy. And I don't think anybody in Arizona has fought harder than Representative Mark Fincham as it relates to election fraud and trying to get some election integrity going in Arizona. And this is what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. This is one of the examples. This might be the premier example of what I'm talking about. Use the gifts that God give you. Get involved. And if you already are involved, then find another way to get involved in order to change what's happening, in order to stop what is happening to this country and bring back a little bit of what God blessed this country for in the first place. Representative Mark Fincham is now planning to leave the state uh, as a state rep, and he has just launched his campaign to run for the Secretary of State of the beautiful state of Arizona. And he's going to be running on fraud-free elections. If he wins as the Secretary of State in Arizona, which I think he will, that means he, other than the governor, he is the, the man when it comes to elections in the state. Secretary of State. That's the that's the one of the biggest roles you can have is the election integrity of your state. So he has just launched his campaign to run on fraud-free elections, and he'll probably win it. That's why he gets the Smarty Award today, and more and more people are doing exactly what Representative Mark Fincham is doing. More and more people are doing it. You've seen Marjorie Taylor Greene do it. You see people running for school boards. You see people running for state representatives, comptrollers, city uh, county commissioners. You see people leaving House of Representatives and moving up to run for uh, Secretary of State because they know that as, as long as we are not in these seats, we don't have any power. As long as we do not stand up and give our time, and, and, and it's with a lot of prayer. you got to ask prayer. You, I mean, you got to ask God when praying, what do you want me to do? Show me what you want me to do with the gifts you've given me. And I guarantee you, he will light a path for you 
ladies and gentlemen, the gospel is the light and it shines a light on the path that you are to walk. Find out where you can get involved so that you can help uh, keep this country from falling into what China is today. Amen? So make sure you reach out to Representative Mark Fincham. Uh, again, his stuff is all public. Just Google it and let him know that he has your full support and you'll help him out in any way. And if you can contribute a dollar, two, three, four, five dollars, help him out. It's the only way us conservatives are going to stay together. It's the only possible way is if we help each other out, whether it's sharing, contributing, donating, donating time. It's the only way that we grow. Otherwise, we're up against, it's David and Goliath, guys, and we're David. But, Spoiler alert, we win. So, <laughs> uh, give you a little bit more good news here. The United States National Archives and Record Administration says that it is now working to make publicly available all of the tweets that came from President Donald J. Trump's suspended Twitter account because they belong to we, the people. This is why I love our republic, because there are divisions of our government that are completely not in the chain of command. Biden and or anybody else cannot go to certain divisions of our government and say, you must do this, because they are completely independent from any kind of scrutiny and completely bipartisan. And that's what I love about the United States National Archives and Record Administration, because they said, no, 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 wait a minute. All of those tweets that happened from Donald Trump while he was president belong to we the people and they are working right now to make every tweet that he ever did publicly available and I love that because now we have something to go back on and go see he tried to tell you he tried to tell you so big shout out to them and um, I want to end the show today with talking about Indiana's uh, Attorney General Todd Rakita. Todd Rokita announced, and he's the Attorney General, I've been telling you, email your Attorney Generals. Get involved with talking with your Attorney Generals about all of the laws that are being broken. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Attorney General of, of Indiana, Todd Rokita, announced yesterday that he has formally launched a full legal investigation into the five big tech companies, Amazon, Apple, Google, Twitter, and Facebook, for purposely harming Indiana consumers through business practices that are abusive, deceptive, and unfair. Shout out to the Attorney General of Indiana for growing some courage. Probably already had it anyway, but courage is contagious. And another thing that has uh, pushed him in the right direction is all of you calling your AGs and telling them to get involved. Because AGs and sheriffs have a lot of power. Kimberly, yes, you did send me the list of AGs. Thank you so very much. God bless you guys, man. What a great show today. As always, you guys make the show what it is. You guys are the ones that share it and get it out to the masses. And you guys are the action item determined people um, that are the lifeblood of the show. So thank you so very much. It's been a blast. This is going to wrap up today's show here at 11 a.m. for Live from America. We will be back at 5 p.m. as always tonight for Live at 5 with more more amazing stuff from our awesome country right here from the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire with your host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. And remember, as you go throughout the day, look for somebody to bless. And just keep in mind that there are right ways on this earth. There are wrong ways on this earth. But there's only one Yahweh in eternity. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high to God. Because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever, ever prosper. God bless you guys. 
Visit JeremyHarrell.com. Check out all of the new gear. If you're a donor, you have your donor code for the month to get you 20% off. I encourage you to go do so so we can rack up some more money for the family farmers at the end of April. All right? See you guys later. Have a great day. Be blessed and be safe. Brown on